to episode number 66 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Allie. You'll never take me alive, you robotic bitch. And Tristan. Hey, remember when they used to show gameplay? Those were good times. <laughs> remember... Remember the PlayStation 3 press conference where they showed Killzone and it wasn't gameplay? Yep. It's been going on for a while. <sighs> it's, um, just, it's reached so, its zenith now. I remember aliens, colonial marines! <laughs> so, uh, if you couldn't guess from the conversation we're having, we're doing an episode a little earlier in the month than we typically do. We're going to cover all the zaniness that was E3 2019. It's one of the, it's funny. It's one of those things like we're we're so inconsistent about our recording and publishing schedule. We've had years where we publish one episode, for example, times where we publish <laughs> once a week. But the only thing that's remained a constant is we tend to have an E3 episode every year because I think we just get so dang excited about yeah. what we love, which is video games. Um, and this year is no exception. So well, we're gonna take well, yeah. Well, well, Tristan's a negative Nancy. <laughs> Tristan, you like I, video games and you like E3 and it makes am, you hype. Get I am over yourself. playing the role of gripe this session. Um, I've been understudying for a few years now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this will probably be the episode we post a little earlier than usual. Um, I'll be getting married in a couple of weeks, so Woo! that's crazy. <laughs> And uh, so there won't, probably won't be much until July. Don't do <laughs> anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, do, do everything I wouldn't do because I'm alone. <laughs> uh, such great advice from the both of you. Thanks. Um, so uh, today we're going to talk about E3 2019 and uh, a very interesting E3 because it's like one of those weird transitional years I feel like where you know they're not the consoles aren't quite out yet but people are making games for the new consoles they don't want to release for the old console because they want to sell the new consoles but we don't really know much about the new consoles yet so it's a little weird well except for the Switch, Switch right, is like, right except for the Switch Switch is like yeah we'll show stuff we'll show lots of stuff You'll love we'll show stuff. so many things and then just when you think it's over everybody's gonna poop their pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna show um, you a sexy mummy and boy when he gets rehydrated mm-mm, that jerky's <laughs> gonna become nice and juicy so what was um, that show from the 90s what was it mummies alive does anyone else remember that show more like mummies in your pants <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't um, know, y'all. It's so Friday. I'm done with work. Is. I'm done with life. Telling you, I um, <laughs> yeah, I had a bunch of travel. Anyways, yeah, I I had to travel a bunch for work earlier this this week, and it was a really long week. And I'm just so glad it's over. Um, but anyway, let's 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 just jump right into Nintendo. Then y'all were getting excited. Yeah, for it. yeah. We can actually one of like the two and a half. We can actually be like super excited for. Mm-hmm. So. Dan, I want to hear, what were your highlights from Nintendo? Um, what were my highlights from Nintendo? Yeah, what are you most excited for? What were, you know, what was something you weren't expecting? Anything like that. Um, I have to go back and look at, and look at 
what was announced and what, what they were doing. Um, so I think what yeah. I was most excited for was the Smash Brothers character reveals, honestly. Um, Interesting. I know, I know right? both of them... I know both of them were kind of spoiled or, like, leaked at some point. Um, but... So I was actually in transit, like, traveling when the conferences were happening. And I turn on my phone, like, hours later when I land off of a flight. And I just have text after text from people about two things. <laughs> one, was, one, 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 was, one was Zelda and one was Banjo-Kazooie and Smash Brothers. So um, that, that was crazy. And it's, I didn't watch the conferences for so long after that because I was like, okay, my friends gave me the highlights. But then I went and I watched the video, and the first thing they show is the hero from Dragon Quest is going to be a playable character. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Well, considering that series is huge in Japan, like, like mm-hmm. over here, we know what... Mm-hmm. So, we know over here what got the more attention. Yeah. Um, but in Japan, no, people were going apeshit over all of the Dragon Quest heroes. Because that series is I'm- super huge over there. It's funny. I was talking to a coworker actually earlier today about this. Not not about the character being in the game, but she is a big JRPG fan, and she had never heard of Dragon Quest. Like she had played all these other RPGs and tactics games, and she had never even heard of Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior. So I was describing it to her, but um, I was really excited to see that too. Really excited for Banjo. Um, I think they're getting really cool crossovers to happen my, in Smash Brothers. My worry though is. What happens when Kirby inhales Banjo? Is Kirby gonna get like a copy of Kazooie on his back? Is it just gonna oh, be that'd some be so weird, cute. or is it just gonna be some weird nightmarish like skin outcropping, like horrible, horrible bird shaped tumor coming from his back? I think he's gonna get a little backpack, and inside the little backpack is gonna be a Kazooie plush that pops out. That would be the that'd better be way cute. to go. Um, yeah. Also, also, holy shit! Uh, Saikinen Densetsu 3 finally coming to the West? Yeah, I was going to say those... Um, like, There are a lot of really nice announcements of like things that were never released in the West or like were released and were like poorly received or poorly localized finally yeah. coming over. It was, that was really nice. Yeah, because I know people who have played the, the like fan-translated versions of Saikinen Densetsu 3 and swear by it. And I, I've never had a chance to play it, so I'm, like, super excited about this thing. Um, also, also, there are, there were two games that we saw that had me basically ahigowing all over the place. Um, and one I didn't expect, which was uh, Demon X Machina, looks super cool. That's the one with the uh, Is that the, giant the one robots. where you're like the... Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of a different one. See, I'm getting all my games mixed up. Yeah, it's the one that kind of looks like a super upgraded, like, virtual lawn. Is what... Okay. Like, like the vibes I got from watching this are, were virtual lawn and, like, Zone of the Enders vibes. Mm, okay. That, that's like, starting to sound familiar now. And I'm like, so super cool three-dimensional combat with giant robots that you can customize not only with parts but paint schemes and cosmetics and stuff on a variety of missions like looked super cool and I was not expecting that I was just like wow that I'm gonna have to spend money on that because that, I, I'm a sucker for giant robot combat I was gonna say uh, 
sort of not quite along those lines. How did you feel about the Astral Chain trailer? Oh my god, it's 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 Nier Automata meets uh, L.A. Noir meets JoJo's. <laughs> yes, did and you, it's by uh, and it's by Platinum, and it's by Platinum Games. So it's gonna. Did you manage to catch game. that? Catch it, Dan. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. I, it was I could take it or leave it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So well, so last year they announced like some stuff, and people were like, "Whoa, whoa, are these things like basically stands from JoJo's?" And Platinum's like, "We're gonna be kind of hush hush about this for now because we're still in development." And then they showed um, they had like a whole treehouse where they showed like I think they did like an hour of playtime of Astral Chain. And it's like, yes, and these things can actually only be seen by people who have them. And I'm just like, they're fucking JoJo stands! <laughs> um, I, um, a, a couple of my other things I really thought, I really, like, liked from the Nintendo conference specifically. Um, Witcher 3. I yeah. own the game on PlayStation, but... I, it has that massive install size, so it's yes, not it something does. I can just leave in <laughs> and just play because otherwise my PlayStation will explode. So yeah, um, it is interesting to me that they're actually going to pull it off. Right? I'll be curious to see how they do that on a Switch console. Um, but if they do, I'm nervous because I'll probably buy it and play the crap out of it. Everyone, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that was another big thing. Um, and then just closing out my thoughts on Nintendo stuff. Uh, let's let's jump to what you all were talking about when we started this, which is the reveal that they are in fact working on a second Breath of the Wild yeah. or a sequel to Breath of the Wild. It's gonna be so good. They're I'm saying, so excited. They're saying it's going to be darker than Majora's Mask. <laughs> yeah, but but you know the thing that, and I hear that, but they also said that about Twilight Princess, and that kind of bummed right. me out a little bit. It was Twilight kind of like, Princess was just like depressing, yeah. Not necessarily as scary as Majora's Mask, but I was yeah. also like, I don't know, ten when that game came out. So obviously, it scared me a lot back then. I think if I played it for the first time today, I'd just be like, "Hmm, that's kind of yucky looking." Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. like that. So supposedly. You know how- you know how, like, certain old movies are sometimes scarier than new things? Because mm-hmm. there's, like, that weird... I-, I think Majora's Mask has a little of that going on for it compared to some of the newer stuff. But I also think, like, I don't know that they were trying to make Majora's Mask that dark and scary. But I think it's just the story they told kind of lends itself to it. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, where with, like, Twilight Princess, like, they were basically just saying, you wanted something that was dark and moody and here it is and it was kind of like all right here you go you fucking (laughs) edge lords yeah exactly yeah um i never really found it that like spooky or like dark it just it it was kind of like the new metal like what new metal is to death metal or black (laughs) metal or something like kind of like pretty good comparison actually but like yeah that's that's how i was viewed it so i'm afraid they're gonna do that with breath of the wild too um, I was initially really excited for it, but then after like I like practically cried and like jumped up and down for joy, I like took a breath um, and thought about it and was like, okay, they basically just announced, revealed like a 15 second trailer and then told us that they're making another Zelda. Duh. Right. Like, joy, son. <laughs> so, yeah. so, fun fact: I haven't I haven't actually tested this, but supposedly 
if you play the Breath of the Wild 2 reveal trailer backwards, the mm-hmm. soundtrack is the Zelda 1 game over song. But like, I've heard other like note. six different things about what yeah. you hear when you play that thing backwards. Right? And it's it all sounds kind of like hocus pocus. Yeah. Yeah. There there have been a lot of those. Um like I'm interested to see another direct Zelda sequel though. Yeah, that'll be nice. It's been that'll a while be since we've nice. had one. Or, just, or it might even be a prequel. No, they said sequel. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with the world. Like, are they making another giant world, or are they going to mm. use some of the assets from the existing game? I like, think from at least everything we've been told, it's using a lot of assets from the existing game, which I'm hoping means they can fine-tune a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in the previous game. Like, add real dungeons. Please, right. please, 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 please. You don't have to get rid of weapon durability, but please make it less annoying. Because I hauled ass to grab the Master Sword, because I was like, I'm just not having this. Like, I don't know, like, make things, like, not completely dissolve like wet paper mache after you whack a rock with it three times. Give me a whetstone, or, like, give me an NPC that can fix my shit. Yeah, I think there's... I don't want to jump too far, but you're gonna. But I'm gonna bite because it's Zelda Breath of the Wild, one of my favorite games ever. So, uh, <laughs> um, the the thing I always thought about the weapon durability was it kind of like doesn't scale with the weapon quality. Like, yeah, when you start the game, you get like a stick, and it breaks after a couple swings, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. It's a stick. Like, and then you get a break. Mas- and then you get a mastercrafted right. longsword, and it breaks after three hits. Right after like ten hits, you know, and you're like, what? So that was my problem with it, I think. But anyway, hmm. I'm excited though. I'm so- I'd like to think that if they're gonna be reusing so- like all the same assets, and I I feel like in my mind the same overworld, they can really fine tune a lot of their stuff, which will be yeah. really cool. Also, there's Redeads probably again, and I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh god. It. Oh god, I can't move. Oh god. Why is it getting closer? Oh god. Oh god, it's hugging me. Get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. Uh, <clears throat> I want to jump in and just say a couple of things that I found exciting about Nintendo. I'll just bullet point them real well, fast. I was going to I was going to say like quickly to segue like I'm surprised neither of you brought up No More Heroes 3 yet. I was well, just I was waiting. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you guys, but <laughs> I, I had to go take a that. cold shower after that. It's uh, it's really nice to see them bringing back the regular gameplay. I didn't hate the sort of spinning off you one, but I wasn't very happy with it. Which is sad, because it's, it's like the more recent game that Suda's had most control over. Yep. It's, so, it's, what it's does that say about our tastes? It is significantly better co-op. Which you can easily do because you can control with a single Joy-Con. That is true. Um, that is true. And I'm really hoping that the success of, of of Travis Strikes Back will mean that Suda will have more control over No More Heroes 3. That is my Yeah, yeah I, I'd like to think he will get that. Because Travis Strikes Back had the really sort of somber attitude that the original No More Heroes had. Whereas No More Heroes 2, like, for everything that's really good about that game, was really kind of, woohoo, wacky crazy, Travis gets a mecha! Yeah. Isn't that yeah. wacky? Meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, Susan here like, uh, guys, you know, like, assassins for hire, professional assassins are pretty fucked up people. It's like, no, no, no! They're all cool, wacky characters! Oh, they're so wacky. Look at this guy! He has 26 cheerleaders on his side! That's how you're gonna climb the ranking really fast! Isn't that wacky? Um, so we saw very little of No More Heroes 3, but that's okay. Uh, we saw that wrestling moves are still in it. Beam katanas are still in it. Travis apparently has a Henshin Power Ranger-esque transformation. Very good. I am super okay with that. We've still got his original voice actor. That's cool. Sylvia's in there. That's cool. I'm okay with this. Uh, especially because um, Travis Strikes Back introduced is, like, the last game chronologically. And set up a whole bunch of stuff that we might see in 3. Like, like, by... Like, by Travis Strikes Back, um, like, Travis and, and Sylvia, like, have a kid. Oh, yeah. I forgot about which is that. Like, which is like... What? So... There's there's a lot of uh, available character development and storyline development that can take place inside of No More Heroes Three. It should be good. I'm really looking forward to I'm it. Also, it was it was nice to glad. see my favorite garbage boy back in what looks to be his prime. Yep. Hey, back in San Francisco. Al- Allie, what else did you? You said that was one of the things. Yes, I have many. Uh, I'll just try to go through them real quick. Uh, no More Heroes, uh, Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. and even with the delay, that's good. I love that Nintendo came out and we're like, we don't want to destroy our workers. Yep. It looks so cute. I mean, it's it's Animal Crossing. It looks like it's going to be really pretty. Uh, okay. More stuff about the new Link's, like the Link's Awakening remake. Which will be really cute because that was my first yep. Zelda. Uh, what else? I think we I think talk- that's basically my stuff from Nintendo, at least. I yeah, think we need to, I think we need to talk more about um, Animal Crossing and the delay. So, kudos for. So I know there are some people who are disappointed by the delay because they really want to play Animal Crossing. Kudos to Nintendo for being like, no. We're going to take our... And, and Nintendo has always kind of done this. Yes. It was, wasn't was it uh, Miyamoto who said, a rush game is bad forever, a good ge- a delayed game is good eventually? Yep. Yeah. So that, that's always kind of been their, uh, their stance on it. So I'm really happy Nintendo's coming out and being like, no, we're delaying it so that we can actually finish in a timely fashion and not drain the life force from our employees like some sort of weird Dark Crystal reference. Um, also, so Doug Bowser used to be a big wig at EA. Oh, okay. Doug Bowser, so Doug Bowser, big, big to do at EA, leaves EA, comes to Nintendo, and starts advocating for good working conditions on, for employees. Like, this is like an anime level villain redemption arc here. <laughs> yeah. He's been freed from his shackles of EA. Right? He, he's that villain who was kind of a good guy at heart, but couldn't see it. 
And then the heroes show up and are like, no, the power of friendship! And he's like, I've seen the error of my ways. And starts, like, sort of helping them. You know, it's still kind of like... Um, the downside to all of this, though, is that after the announcement, Nintendo's stock tumbled. Because fuck shareholders. I, like, don't know what to make of that, mostly just because I'm not even going to pretend to understand stocks, but from some things I've read, Nintendo basically doesn't care about that. Nope, they super don't, because they're primarily a Japanese-traded company, um, and the bigwigs have had, like, a vested sort of ownership in it for a very long time, because, again, remember, Nintendo is over 100 years old. Ancient. It's yeah. old. Yeah. Old as yeah. balls. But it's it's still, like... Like, it says so much about how batshit insane the games industry is when a games company like Nintendo can announce we're delaying something for the sake of our workers and their stock go tumbles. Like, like that's just batshit. Did they, did they confirm that that was the reason, though? Because, yes. Like, because what I've... Doug, wait, Bowser came at, Doug Bowser came out and said, we are delaying it so that we can work on it in a timely fashion without impacting the work the life and work life balance of our employees. Yeah, but what what I'm what I'm saying isn't that. What I'm saying is did they confirm that that's why the stocks dropped because yes. what I, they they dropped immediately after that announcement. Oh, did that not happen during the press conference? No. Oh, okay. No. Gotcha. It was immediately after Doug Bowser said that that the stocks started their downward tumble gotcha because i was gonna say what i've what i've found with a lot of trade shows is that stock prices tend to plummet immediately after trade shows anyway like even if it's even if you make other correlations so like a lot of companies when they announce things the like stocks just generally drop people aren't people are like never happy with what they hear of course not because because investors have insane impossible expectations like like you could see this with apple Apple will announce record quarters, right. record growth, like like never before seen profits. We're a trillion dollar company, and the stock tumbles because we're not a two trillion dollar company because we don't have a hundred and ten percent market share because that's fucking impossible. Right. Like like investors are just they want infinite growth all the time, and that's physically impossible. <laughs> I'll show you infinite growth. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait. Just wait until the new Fire Emblem Oops All Waifus comes out. Then you'll see infinite growth. I am the expanding Russian frontier. (laughs) (laughs) So, what else? Did did anybody else have anything they want to talk about Nintendo before we move to Xbox? No. Or Microsoft, rather. Microsoft. So Microsoft. Microsoft. So Microsoft. So I did not watch all of the Microsoft, the, the whole thing. Um, basically, it's I a only doozy. Watched, I basically only watched part of Microsoft, the Square Enix, Nintendo, and Devolver. I'm gonna be totally okay. honest here, That's and okay. part of Bethesda. Um, gotcha. Well, I mean, nobody watches the PC gaming show anyway, so right. <laughs> unless right. if you want to slowly die. Um. Right. So. It was really cool seeing a lot more Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Oh my god, Keanu Reeves. I have... He is... This, this, is his, this is his star period. Like, he has entered, like, 
his golden age. Um, And he is a fantastic sort of celebrity face to attach to Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of conflicting thoughts about that game. A lot. Why is that? Uh, they've just had a really bad track record with regards to, like, trans stuff. Like, there was that one employee that made the shitty comments on Twitter. He got fired. But then apparently during the demo that they had on the floor, there was a really weird transphobic advertisement in the game. Huh. And I'm not trans myself, so I don't want to speak on it with any authority. I'm sure it's going to be a really good, fun game, but it's sending some really weird mixed messages because apparently the artist who designed that poster based it on a trans model with the model's like permission to use her likeness and completely went the route of but it's satire but I get it we don't really have context for what we're seeing but if your satire doesn't punch up it just ends up punching down and again I'm not trans so I'm not going to pretend to be an expert but it feels all kind of icky also, also, we are also getting all of this secondhand because none of us were at E3. None yeah. of us had hands-on time with these games. So everything we are hearing, we are hearing from people, other people who were already there. I mean, the specifically about the poster though, like the artist who designed the poster has come forward to step up, come forward to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot more like source about it. It's funny you say that, Allie, because I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I have no evidence, and I don't, like... I haven't been, like, paying that close attention to the, those sorts of details, but, like, I, I don't know why. I just get this feeling, like, Cyberpunk is, like, my jam, but... Oh, no, but I, I assume, completely uh, understand that. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is but I just get this feeling that, like, supporting it or... I just get this feeling like there's like this other agenda in the background or something. I get like this grimy feel of thinking about supporting the game, and I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> well, yeah, like I, yeah, which like I, I get it. There's a lot of, that can be said about like cyberpunk as a genre in terms of yeah, like maybe, maybe you know it's supposed thing. to be a really big like critique of uber capitalism and whatnot, but this is coming from a company that is you know woo capitalism, and it all feels very messy and I saw another thread on Twitter that was basically like this is why I preferred your diesel punks like you know Blade Runner which I thought was weird because I was always under the perception that Blade Runner was cyberpunk but like Mad Max and Borderlands to be more specific you know here's the aftermath of what happens with cyberpunk yeah Dan the way you're feeling that's why I'm not buying Borderlands 3 the difference is, I know exactly where that feeling comes from, and it has to deal with the Gearbox CEO. Gotcha. And I don't want to give him money. CD Projekt Red have had a fairly good track record, like, in terms of, like, quality as a studio, especially compared to some of the others. Um, I mean, I'll pick up Cyberpunk 2077, because we're probably going to talk about it for the cast. Um... And if, uh, but I mean, like, if you, like, The Witcher was fantastic. So I'm like, <sighs> it's it's in a weird place. It's in a weird place. Yeah, I, I'm no, by no means saying, and again, huge grain of salt because I'm not trans. I don't think if you buy the thing, you're a bad person, but I think it's going to take some 
a little bit of introspection and at least listening to people who have issue with this because like right. every you know article I've read about the interview it's very much like oh the point of the poster is that it's exploiting this person's body to sell a soda and that's, yes, that's bad adver- because capitalism is bad but it's like but, but that's you're advertising not doing it in a yeah that's advertising that's you're advertising. not really making a big statement by just making an ad right um and for all we know the mega corporation behind the ad could be one of the big villains exactly yeah like we don't know like like here's the thing is uh, it's like so so for all we know this could be a situation where like anytime you watch like a world war two anything said in like world war two there's some poor props person who has to make nazi flags Right. Yeah. Right? Like, someone has to make SS uniforms and Nazi flags if you're doing something set during World War II. Like, the act of creation is you have to create the good and you have to create the bad. Yep. And yeah. from what That's... we have, we have a very small window into this world and what's supposed to be set up there and who's on which sides, because I think it's also going to be intentionally left kind of ambiguous yeah yeah i so. mean I, I i get that but i also like i, I and i maybe we i don't know if we want to harp how, how much longer we want to talk about it but i think the difference there is that that's a piece of history that we don't want to lose sight of right. where this is like a some possi- made-up fantasy world in the future um but anyway um my yeah, yeah my my tldr is Cyberpunk did a bad. Please listen to trans people when they talk about the bad. Please don't sweep it under the rug. Because, like, I know people personally who have been really upset about this. And, you know, just just use your brain. Listen to people. Yeah. Be, be chill. And then Microsoft had some other stuff. But no one really cares about. Hey, I saw lots of stuff that Microsoft had. True. Oh, wait. Are you being sarcastic? No, Allie. I don't know if you know how this goes, but uh, way back, way back, when we were doing this weekly, Tristan was like the Sony fanboy, and oh, Patrick okay. was basically the Xbox fanboy, and that's yeah, how this okay. goes. So I always have to represent the Microsoft press conference. So, but it sounds like I have a helping hand. This time I mean, around. it's not even that I'm like, ooh, Microsoft is just I remember more things, and also Sony didn't have one this year. Right. If right. Sony had had one, I'd be all up in Sony's butt. Well, that's, yeah. because, that's because Sony, I think, has primarily focused on its third-party developers to present their own stuff. Yeah. And they've been showing a lot of stuff just sort of piecemeal on Which, YouTube. you know what? Yeah. Totally fair. If you want to save your time and resources and money on not hauling ass to E3, be my guest. Right. If you don't want to take part in the gigantic uh, self-masturbatory industry circle jerk, that's totally fine. Right. So I, I think the big thing was Scorpio. Yeah, well, Scarlet. So or Scarlet. Thank you. Project Scarlet and and X Cloud for that matter. I think X Cloud is almost a bigger deal, but um, well, because we've we've seen them already moving away from from stuff being just on Xbox. Like they yeah, I'm really excited about that Game Pass thing. That's going to be so cool. That's going to be super cool. Plus stuff like Halo coming to Steam. Like hell yeah, hell, hell yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly think, well, and especially specifically Steam and not Epic. 
Like, yeah, Epic can is... go eat a big poopy. Yeah, they're being kind of garbage right now. Taking uh, Shenmue three from me, big old poopy. But um, it, it like honestly to me, Scarlet felt kind of weird, considering that Microsoft has been doing this big push on getting stuff on everything except Xbox. Yeah, I agree with that, and it came at a weird time in the conference too. Like, obviously, it was the last thing they talked about, but just before that, they talked about XCloud, and. I don't understand the technology behind it because I'm not one of the developers working on the product and I haven't seen it and I'm not really familiar with cloud streaming services like Stadia and now as xCloud stuff but like it felt to me like self like they were self cannibalizing their business right. in a sense well, like but maybe I just don't understand what xCloud is and maybe it will require yeah. you having a scarlet to like power your experience like if i want to play my video game on my ipad while you know traveling or something like that i still need that scarlet i i don't know yeah it's it's very much an answer to stadia um and so so a bit of context i have is that i've known that um the microsoft shareholders have wanted microsoft to close the xbox division for probably a decade at least Um, because it it, for a very 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 long time wasn't actually profitable Mm. the the Xbox division side of things Um, as someone who has experimented with game streaming in the past what I can tell you is that I don't think the infrastructure in the United States is up for it because the US internet infrastructure is fucking garbage like um, someone someone did a uh, did an estimate for Stadia, um, and calculated that using Stadia to stream 4K at the recommended speed would burn through one terabyte of data within I think it was 60 hours. Mm-hmm. For, yep, that's a a lot lo- of data. for a lot For a lot of people who have subpar or or sort of consumer level internet, that is their entire monthly allowance of internet. Right. Because here yeah. in the United States, it's fucking bullshit. Like if you're like if you're somewhere where you get like say FiOS or or um or or any other sort of fiber optic network setup. Without a data cap, sure, you're fine. But if you're the other 95% of America, you're going to run into trouble really fast. Also with Stadia, bear in mind, guys, this is Google. And if Google can't get YouTube to stream properly after almost 15 years, don't really have a lot of... Uh, don't really have a lot of confidence in Stadia streaming. Um, it is a really cool idea, idea though. The idea of being able to be like, like I, I pay for the games, or I pay for this service, and then it doesn't really matter what I have, I can play stuff on it. Like, that's super cool, and the freedom of that is really neat. And I, I, I just don't think you the internet infrastructure is really up to it yet 
And I'm gonna get off my I'm gonna get off my soapbox. <laughs> hey, Ali, did you, were there any particular games or announcements from the Microsoft conference that you wanted to talk about? Uh, let me see if I remember which thing was when. This is the part where I get really confused. Yeah, and so, don't remember so, what premiered when. Uh, so, so, let's see. So the one thing I'll say really fast, though, like to folks out there and Tristan too, like I would encourage you to watch the entire press conference because Sony didn't exist this year. Like Microsoft pretty much got every big third party reveal. Like unless it was at their own thing. So like they revealed like 60 games, not totally revealed, but showed like 60 games off. Um, I think they showed. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think, was it the new FromSoft thing announced during Microsoft? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was that. Yeah. The freaking narrator for that trailer sounds horny as hell yeah <laughs> um george r. r martin apparently has written all of the lore and backstory yep. for this game you know which is neat instead of getting us the next books we want eh. <laughs> george i'm over we're never it. getting those books we're never it's getting like, it's we're like, never getting those books no. it's like half-life it's yeah. just not happening right. um the they, thing uh what else oh respawn not respawn Whatever the heck that Ninja Theory is doing with that Bleeding Edge game looks a whole lot of fun. Talk about really wacky-ass cool character designs. I'm gonna play Buttercup constantly. She's a big (laughs) plus-sized lady on a wheel, and then she can fall forward and become a frickin' motorcycle, and it's really cool, and her name is Buttercup, and she is my Patronus. I love her. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that game what else? Cool. They had lots of like, they had like a, you know, a really cute little indie reel. I love me a good indie reel. Yeah. Uh, I'll just roll off the ones that I saw. I think was, um, Spirit Fair, that like management game that yeah. looked really cute. Skatebird? Or was, that wasn't, yeah. no, that was Ubisoft. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But Skatebird looks cute. Uh, 12 Minutes, which is that like time loop one where you play as the husband and you get home from work, your wife has made dinner, and then a cop comes in, accuses your wife of murder, and then shoots you or something like that. And it all takes place in the span of 12 minutes, and you have to time loop and figure that out. Way to the woods, where it's like, you're a mommy deer leading a baby deer around, and it's really cute. AKA uh, Bambi the video game. Bambi the video game, I mean it. And we know I, that's I'm pretty sure this was be. also Microsoft's indie reel, but Raw Men... R-A-W-M-E-N. Think Splatoon, but with soup. And yep. naked men. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm that's really right. into it. Oh, that's right. The, Splato- the Splatocalypse is coming. Not that I've played that game at all, because it requires the Nintendo online. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, kind of the crazy news that they bought Double Fine. Yeah. Which Tim Schafer put a video on Twitter that was basically like, they bought us because, like, we want to be able to make stuff. They gave me an offer and I took it. Like I appreciate that honesty and yeah, yeah. You know, if Microsoft does right by them and just gives them money to keep doing what they do, which will be good because well, Double Fine last... really gets in over its head with crowdfunding. Like crowdfunding yeah. has just not worked out well for that company at all. So it'll be really like, nice to see them get the help and support that they need. Like, what was the last thing they put out? I mean, I know, I know they put out an announcement uh, about Psychonauts two. There was that Day of the Tentacle remaster, and I think Broken Age. uh, Day of the Tentacle remaster, Full Throttle remaster. Yeah, Full Throttle Um, remaster. um, 
Grim Fandango remaster. But, like, I think the last, like, original thing they put out was, yeah, Broken Age. Yeah, and that was... Ages ago. Yeah, <laughs> ages yeah. ago. And that like, was... What a sad story that game is, because it had a really, really good, like, first half, and... Oh my god, it starts so strong. It, it just all went wrong in the second half, and... Yep. There's so I feel like there's so many reasons as to why that happened, and I could sit here all day talking about it, but I won't bore everybody. But Microsoft, you know, you know what? Clap, clap, clap. Solid again. Like props to them for what I'm hoping was them just shoving money at Ninja Theory, going make whatever the hell you want. It can be weird as hell. We don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, but don't forget what happened with Scalebound. That's when, true. When Microsoft threw tons of money at Platinum, and then it just fell apart. Ugh. Yeah. But well, I was I pleased. Hope it works out. Yeah. Was I also Outer out Worlds at Microsoft again? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That looks and neat. That, and that's, a, I believe, an Xbox console exclusive. I think. I think it's Epic and Xbox or something. Yeah. Um, I I know it's going to be Epic and Xbox exclusive for a while. And then I think it's opening up to other stuff. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, though. Um, they showed the new Ori. Yep. Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I haven't played the first one because I think it's only on Xbox and Windows, yep. but I really want to. And no, that I think it's really on Steam cool. now. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Or it'll be on Game um, Pass. Hey! <laughs> and then at the end of the show, they showed Halo Infinite, which was kind of just like a well, trailer kind of thing. Well, we say they quote-unquote showed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, like, this is just this is just me having false expectations, but if that game isn't, you get to travel on an entire Halo ring, like, open world, but the entire ring is travelable, like, I'm gonna be disappointed by I'm, that. I'm gonna be honest, I really don't want it to be open world. Because yeah. we've seen what that's done to action games. What I would like to see is, I'd like to see it be Halo Infinite, because it has, like, campaign-making tools built in. Mm. Like Marathon Infinite did. So, Marathon being the way back predecessor to, to Halo made by Bungie Infinite with Infinite Bungie Unleashed uh, let out all of their map making and asset making tools so when Marathon Infinite came out people could actually make entire campaigns for that for that game again and I'd like to see that with with Halo I'd like to see what happens when the Halo community gets their hands on the tools to tell their own stories. Yeah. And we already have dreams apparently still being worked on, so there's definitely a market and an interest in opening up creative tools to players. And they also put in... I mean... They also put in Forge a while back, but that was just sort of making multiplayer maps. I'd like to see, like, a full-on, like... Go nuts, guys. Here are the tools. Build stories. We will see. Oh, and imagine. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Please cut that out, Dan. I just started choking on my beer. Uh, Cookie puss, why? 
but only if it also comes with its own storyline. Because we've seen what happens when you leave it up to players to make their own fun. You get Fallout 76. You know, that's a great segue. Unless you both don't have... Unless you either of you have something more to say about Xbox, we can move to Bethesda. Beth- you mean Bethesda. Bethesda. Hello, this is Bethany... Bethany Esda, and I have committed a crime. Yeah. Hello, police. Hello. So the Bethesda well is poison, and I recommend everyone stop drinking from it immediately. What did you guys think of the announcements for Fallout 76 and how they treated it? Oh my god! Basic basic features! A year out! No game has ever had NPCs before. Especially Holy a Bethesda shit, I'm game. losing my mind. Um, wow. Wow, what an obviously paid for crowd. Yeah, yeah. I, ooh, I, I, I. No, no, no one who wasn't paid would cheer at every single thing like I mean, that. I, let's let's take a step back and just and just admit that every single one of these conferences does that. Like, that's that's a thing that's been going on for many years. Having, like, the front oh, no, of your audience be I, paid for people or big fans that I get re- to sit and, like, yeah. I remember times last year where no one applauded certain announcements at E3. The Bethesda press conference was literally, they would announce, like, this guy, Chief of Operations, and people would in the crowd were losing their fucking shit. Over My grandma just started... <laughs> Like that Wu guy? Like, <laughs> the fucking he was like, Wu guy. The fucking Wu guy. I imagine he was probably like, no, this is my big moment. This is my big role. I'm going to show them all the enthusiasm I have and maybe they'll hire me for other stuff. <gasps> Woo! And your timing was off, buddy. Way off. Like, maybe it was I'm, just, maybe Ric Flair was in the audience. What do you, what do you know? Well, like, I'm going to be totally <laughs> honest that, uh, that Doom Eternal is probably going to be the last Bethesda game I buy. Oh, Doom Eternal looks sick. Yeah, that game looks fucking awesome. (laughs) And that's only because it was in development before Bethesda decided to go full EA. I don't know. That that game has its its own little space to me. I don't know. For now. For now. Give it time. If I have learned anything, it is that given enough time, the games industry will ruin everything you know and love. So Bethesda is one of the conferences that I probably know the least about. I, I watched like a recap video of this one. So, uh, okay. um, like they, so Engadget, I'm going to give shout outs to Engadget. They had like a, like recap versions of everyone, of every conference, like 15 minutes of Bethesda, 15 minutes of Microsoft. So you can get like a good vibe of what happened. But so what were your, um, favorite things about the Bethesda conference or what were the most surprising things that were announced? Uh, I love Ikumi Nakamura, and I will defend her honor to the death, because oh Ghostwire Tokyo looks spooky. Oh my god. <laughs> and she I love her. So, she, she, she was this year's, um, adorable Swedish yarn, yarn man. man. She yeah. was this year's Swedish yarn, yarn man. man. Oh, oh okay. I miss Swedish yarn man. Right? What a oh. good, good, cool dude. He has a fun Twitter to follow, just by the way. Yep. yep. But I'm really excited about that game, and... I'm really, really excited about Arcane's new game, Deathloop. 
Yeah, that looks that cool. That looks really cool. Again, like, I know most of the stuff we saw this year was just, like, trailers, but I love the art direction. I love the character design. It just looks weird as balls, and it's Arcane, and they make stuff that's weird as balls, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Arcane has a good track record. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just worried that what with Elder Scrolls Blade and Fallout 76, that, <gasps> that, that Bethesda is on a very serious downturn. And I and it makes I, me worry for the future of all the games they announced this year. I, I just don't understand because, like, all their third... Not third-party stuff, but, like, you know, id software, arcane stuff, like, all looks really cool and neat, but then, like, Bethesda's own stuff just looks like hot poo-poo. Yep. And I think, I, I think it's a case of those studios still being somewhat separated... And I hope it remains that way, but I am not optimistic for that. I also think it's a. I also think they're filling the gaps while I think Bethesda's focusing their resources on the next generation of consoles with like Starfield and uh, and Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Six. Six. Yeah, yeah, that's that's and, fair. It, so it just I, like it, I think I might have mentioned this off recording to Tristan while you were getting set up, Dan. But like, it feels so strange that not even two years ago, Bethesda like felt like it had suddenly gone from like sort of weird not necessarily indie but like not as highly regarded triple a studio to like oh my god we love them they're like the one legit true prince darling of triple a studios right. love and protect bethesda and hashtag, just like hashtag good guy bethesda and just like you know daddy todd and all that stuff like just after fallout 76 getting announced last year it just is it feels like they spent up all their goodwill that they had built oh. over like the last decade or you know whatever. Oh, they, they've totally spent all their goodwill, and now it's so odd. It's so odd. But now you go back and you look at other games and you're like, yeah, like nothing they've put out has ever been what you would call stable. Like there are like game breaking bugs still in fucking Skyrim. Like a level of unpolished that would be unacceptable from almost any other developer. But we cut them a lot of slack because we liked their storylines. Fallout 76 came out and we saw what happens when you try and play one of their games without a compelling storyline. And it's a fucking hot mess. I'm gonna... I keep thinking of... uh, There was an interview that Todd did recently about like, oh, you know, we have players that are still playing... Like Skyrim and Fallout 3, like, 11 years later, and we have, you know, we sold them the game, but we have no further... What's the word that he is? Engagement! Engagement. And it's like, you mean ways to suck money out of them, because the community has made your games better. Like, you gave the community really good ground, you know, sort of, like, groundwork and a base, but they're part of what helps make your games better, because they're able to fix your stuff, which... You know, go into that how much you ever want to, yeah. especially when it comes to them trying to do paid mods like three times or whatever. Yep. Also, also if, if that is not just like a flat out way of saying, yeah, we want your money, stop buying our stuff once and then playing it forever. Spend your money. Yeah. It he, feels he also, so gross. He also said, and this this pissed me right the fuck off, it's, 
He also said, it's not what the game is, it's what the, when it launches, it's what the game becomes. Well, and you see, like, it wasn't a high Metacritic game. Right, so. and it's like, it's like <laughs> no, it's what the game is when it launches. That's what people pay for. You took our money and gave us a pile of shit. I but don't we have care. NPCs now, Tristan. I what a care. novel idea. Like, like how, didn't, how did, cool. Did no one fuck in this industry fucking learn? And of course they didn't fucking learn because this industry never fucking learns. But did no one fucking learn from No Man's Sky? No one learned from No Man's Sky! Apparently. Nope. Apparently they look at No Man's Sky and go, oh, that's how we want to do everything from now on. I miss the good old days of you get a game and then sometimes you get DLC that may in the long run turn into canonical story content, but at the time also feels like you don't necessarily need it to enjoy the game as a whole. Yeah. I've been replaying Borderlands 2 lately, and I really, for the most part, like almost all the DLC that game had. Did I pay a lot of money for it when that game first came out? Sure. Probably shouldn't have, but I did because I enjoyed it, and I basically knew what I was getting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting st- like you know some extended story stuff, and I'm getting cosmetics that I don't have to gamble on. Right. It it feels good to, you know, buy something at a base level and go. Do I want to enhance my experience with this? Sure, I'll drop like ten, fifteen dollars to enhance my spe- experience for a couple hours. Whatever. That's fine. Not this sort of weird nebulous state of like, here's a game. We're gonna add stuff. You'll see a wink. We've got a road map. (laughs) Except Yeah, that's the term I was blanking on. Except for Anthem, which doesn't anymore. Oh, we need to talk about Anthem. Did you see that, um, that interview on Anthem? I did not. Oh, Oh, it's bad. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can look it up so I can get the actual like credit. Well, while my... Tristan does that, let's vamp. Dan, what did you see at Xbox that made you excited? Or not excited? What made you want to, you know, break things in an uncontrollable fit of rage? <laughs> Bethesda, you mean, or Xbox? Or Sorry, what? Bethesda. Um, I can't I talk really today. See, I didn't really see much, honestly. Like, And what I saw, I was like, all right whatever like the whole fallout 76 thing like i wasn't interested in it when they announced it i wasn't interested in it when they were giving us updates about it i certainly wasn't interested in it when it came out and the reviews were terrible and everybody was hating on it and i'm certainly not interested in it now so i was um, i was cautiously optimistic about it um and then that optimism waned super hard all right i just shared it on the uh on the Discord. Okay. Go, keep going, guys. Um, anybody else have anything on Bethesda before we move to the next thing? Oh, Wolfenstein looks like fun, even though they've added poopy microtransactions. Transactions. Yeah, and and so so there was a weird thing earlier where people were saying that you could spend money, real world money, to unlock weapons and mods, and then some people then apparently that's not a thing anymore. According to some people, that's just cosmetic. We've heard the ju- quote-unquote just cosmetic from Bethesda before, a la the Fallout 76 store. Yeah. And even if it is no longer true, 
if it was true in the past, it'll still mean that the game's balance is completely fucked up. I, th- I hadn't thought about it that way, actually. If it was ever in there, then that means that they had to, instead of crafting a, like, directed experience, like, like here, here's the thing with Doom, is that in Doom 2016, every sort of encounter is designed around what you are supposed to have by that point in the game. Right? Like Correct. Yeah. So so every encounter is sort of meticulously designed around the weapons you have and the abilities you have. If at any point in Wolfenstein's New Blood's development, if at Young any Blood. point or Young Blood, whatever. Um, right, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of, I'm thinking of Young Blood, New Colossus, and Old Blood, and New Colossus. Old Blood. See, no, you're yeah. you're right. I do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm bad at names. But if at any point in that game's development, you could buy weapons and upgrades with real money, then that means that every encounter had to be designed around players having possibly everything, leading to a watered down, unfocused experience, and. If you want any indication of how hard it is to change that, just look at at uh, Lord of the Rings Shadow of War and all the work that they had to do after they ripped out microtransactions because the microtransactions in that game were bullshit and they had to spend, like, months retweaking the balance of the game so that it was actually playable without microtransactions. Ugh. Yeah, that is something I had not considered, and now I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope Barra has a good time. I miss you, Barra. Yeah. Where is yeah. Barra? Probably uh, He's working. on the road or something? He's oh, like, yeah. yeah, he was traveling. Whatever. Yeah. I need Barra to come in here and talk about killing Nazis. Well, I'll have to Because I could always use more Barra talking about killing Nazis. So someone at work about a month ago asked me, if you could one-way time travel... To any point in the past, when would you choose? Like, like you you have to go back in the past. You cannot come forward except for going the long way. What time would you choose? And I was like, oh, early thirties, easy. My reasoning being, we've gone past most of the medical quackery. You miss out on the Spanish flu, and you miss out on World War One. If you time it right, you get right at the end of Prohibition, so you can drink again. But things are still interesting. You're not likely to sort of age up to a point where where you run into yourself as a baby. And if you time it right, you get to go kill some Nazis. Very good. I don't think I could have a good answer for that question because I'm a woman of color. Right. <laughs> Most times they're not good for me. No. Um. <laughs> Can can I go in the future? Can no, I go is, in the future, please? There 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 is no, there is no future. <laughs> oh, you mean twenty? You mean what? Twenty twenty five? When you know the environment is destroyed and mankind is, anyways. Give me uh, my diesel punk future now. Yep.
So, so I found the thing I was, I was talking about earlier, and it was actually EA Play's 2019 anthem segment um, oh, no. that they showed off. It was. It is the most depressing, cringy thing I have ever seen. Like, like it's you know a full on interview with um, uh, who, who 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 they got? Uh, it's a full on interview with uh, Ben Irving, the lead producer on Anthem, and you can just see that like all the people in the background. No one's having a good time. No one is having fun. Everyone's. I looking, have to watch this. Like I, I, I just posted a link in to okay, the video great. in the Discord. Um, but like, no one's having a good time. No one's having fun. Everyone looks really awkward and kind of depressed. And at the end, Ben Irving like goes in for a surprise hug on the interviewer, and the interviewer is like clearly uncomfortable with that. And it's like. And you can just feel Ben Irving be like, oh my god, please. I work on soulless automatons. I need some sort of human contact. It is... Wait, pause. Sorry, I have to sneeze really bad. Okay. That's okay. We can take oh, a shot. Oh, now it's not coming out! Oh, those you are the sneeze. worst. You can sneeze in the I, did, I didn't want to interrupt Tristan when he was talking and also not get the sneezing. Hopefully get a pause where the sneeze is in the episode. But now it's not going to happen, so Tristan's going to start talking again and the sneeze is going to happen. Well, here, here. Let's okay. take let's take a short. Why don't we just take a short break from casting so you guys no, can watch okay. the video and sneeze? I'm good. I'm good. I slapped my nose. All right, it's fine. Here, yeah, guys, take the opportunity to just watch the video. What can video? Can we watch it later? Can we watch it later? Yeah, All right, yeah. It, I posted it in the three-headed boy <laughs> in the Discord. Tristan, I pro- I promise I'll watch it. Let's I'm sorry, it. but that okay. thumbnail makes it look boring as sin. Oh yeah. no, it's super. So the guy in that thumbnail, that's the lead. That that's the the um that that's Ben Irving. That's the lead guy on Anthem. I'm depressed just looking at him talking about Anthem. That's the lead producer talking about Anthem at E3. It's just oh my god, oh my god, it's so bad. Um, Is there anything else to talk about EA wise, or should we just like they didn't have much, right? They just had EA play. So there is move on. No, no, there's there's Star Wars. touch base with the Squeenix conference look I'm really happy y'all are getting your FF8 remasters and your other random crap remasters and your FF7 remake but where the fuck is my favorite story remake god damn it you bastards <laughs> um, there's one, so one more thing to talk about EA and that was Jedi La- Lost Order ah uh, oh yeah. sorry you meant EA I, went, I jumped straight into Squeenix yeah no can we let's <laughs> Let's just go right to Squeenix. Let's go to Squeenix, Tristan. Okay, I, I do just. I, I have two things about Lost Order. I, I just. Want all right, to right. just. Uh, all right, all right. Fine. Get them off your chest, so, and then we'll move to so Squeenix. I'm right. <laughs> so I'm not buying Lost Order, mainly because it's an EA game, and I don't want to get the money. But here's my big problem with it: is they were sh- so it's one of the few times they actually showed gameplay at E3. Uh, the problem I have is that underneath the gameplay they showed, it was the <laughs> alpha foot. There it is. There I'm it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so underneath the f- gameplay footage they showed, it said pre-alpha footage. 
And they also announced that Lost World will be coming out quarter one, 2020. Oh. You are showing pre-alpha footage, and the game is coming out in less than a year? Mm, the fuck? I thought, I, I thought it was coming out later this year. Is that the one with the the action? Is this a third-person action game, or is this yeah. a different one? Yeah. They and delayed it? it? I, I'm pretty sure I remember it's being quarter one 2020. If it's supposed to come out later this year, that's even fucking worse. Like, if you're yeah, me... if you're at E3 and you are showing pre-alpha footage, that's one thing. But if you're saying that this game that you are showing pre-alpha footage from is coming out in less than a year? Hold yeah, the fuck on, guys. That seems really strange. I didn't even notice that, Tristan. Yeah. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I kind of... The only thing I remember about EA is, wow, here's another, like... I feel like we're moving backwards in time, and we're getting a ton of, like, brown military shooters again. Yeah. Because that's all I remember from EA is brown military shooters number one through five, and then Jedi game, which there was an interview, I think, with a director or something from that game where he was asked, could you go dark side or light side? And he's basically like, it's it's called Jedi Fallen Order, dum-dum. You're yep. a Jedi. <laughs> so no, you yeah. can't go to the dark side. Yeah, that game's coming out in November, Tristan. Oh, that's even fucking worse. I have so, zero, zero expectations for that game being anything remotely good. Uh, without, so, without EA, like, using ground-up developers and coders... To make yeah, the so, box art. So I invite you to um, go back, go into our website at spoilermedia.net um, and, and look up. I think it was the last article I actually wrote that wasn't just a spoiler cast postage. It's actually about when they announced Fallen Order in the first place a couple of months ago. And you you can read what I wrote, but it basically says, like, there were, it was really eerie, like... This was only a couple months ago, and they kept saying, like, hey, we're really proud of our team, and we're sacrificing a lot of time to put this game out, and we really appreciate our team, blah, 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 blah. Also, and and they're working really hard to put this out. Aren't you, team? And then they said their release date was November, and all I could think, because that trailer, so they did that, right? Then they showed a trailer which had no gameplay. It was yep. just like a couple of movies, and I was like, "This is Anthem all over again." Like this is literally, yep. like, oh no, you know what it was? It wasn't even a video. It was um, concept art, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is literally Anthem all over again." Like, <sighs> this is the this is the exact same situation. Like, there no, there's no way that they're far along enough with this game. That's why they're not showing anything. Otherwise, they would. Yep. And it's coming out in half of a year. Like. These guys are going to be but no, toast. No, no. But Dan, it's fine because Disney has said they are perfectly happy with EA's track record and where EA is with Star Wars games. You know, two in the last like eight years, one of which was basically super incomplete, and the other was a pay-to-win nightmare that basically sparked off an entire worldwide controversy and is finally pushing legislation towards loot boxes. And now Fallen Order, which is yep. due out in a few months. And they're only showing pre-alpha footage. 
Well, I'm really nervous about the, that team in that game, so we'll see yeah. how that escalates. Wait, which which team is it that's doing it? Respawn? Respawn, yeah. Oh, God, Respawn's gonna die. Yep. I feel it in my bones, and that makes me sad. For, well, Bioware, Speaking of things that are dying... Bioware will go first. Bioware did not have anything to see three, did they? Nope. Bye-bye, Bioware. Though, apparently, that's been a total shitstorm the last few years anyway, so good riddance. Yeah. Anyway, on to more promising pastures, I suppose, except Squeenix! for the lack of... <laughs> I'm sorry except... I screamed the Sephiroth song. You know what uh, What happened, Dan, was you said EA, and I thought you said E3, and I've just been itching to yell One-Winged Angel this entire time. <laughs> Says the person who has a migraine right now who said, can you guys please not yell a lot? I have a really yeah. bad migraine right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's never a bad time for one-winged angels, so that's fine. Uh, the... I meant what I said about favorite story. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. So Square Enix. I have to pull up the news because I kind of forget what this was. I think they spent a lot of time on a game I couldn't care less about, which was the Avengers thing. But yeah, that oh, game that was... looks weird as hell. That game looks super weird, and it's probably going to be microtransaction filled bullshit. The thing, the thing that I realized about that game is it's one. They were they didn't do anything. So I think Nintendo had like a Spider-Man game or like another Avengers. They had like their own Avengers thing, right? Mm-hmm. I forget yeah, what it's Mar- called. Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Yes, yeah. Yeah. but it, it looks like its own thing with its own art style. But whereas the Squeenix one looks like it's trying to ape the MCU and have characters that look like their MCU counterparts, but not so much that they have to pay royalties to the people that play these characters. Yeah, it's it's really It's awkward. so bizarre. Like, don't try to go so close but not quite far enough, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying, because I, I get it, you know, like people associate you know, Tony Stark with Robert Downey Jr. and every other char- actor with their character, but you can make a, a Marvel game without doing that. I mean, look at last year's Spider-Man game. Yeah. That's yeah. not what's-his-face, the new Spider-Man, Babyface McBabyface. I love him. Right. Don't remember his name. <laughs> but, like, they were able to make a really great game without aping on the MCU. I don't understand what Squeenix is doing. It's, like, not quite Uncanny Valley. It's, like... <gasps> It's like a porn parody. Okay. That's what it's like. It's like a porn parody, but without the porn. To be fair, I don't think even Squeenix really quite knows what they're doing at any given moment. I feel like they have these moments of lucidity where they pull their head out of their giant pile of cocaine and go, Oh crap, we need to put something out so we can buy more cocaine. Um, I mean, I, so, so weird, so weird Marvel thing. Final Fantasy VIII Remake, which... Uh, remaster. Or Remaster. Um, which looks... Good for you, Final Fantasy VIII. Good for you. Yeah. Um, cuck, cuck, cuck. It, it looks like it's using the upscaled PC textures. Well, because they lost a lot of uh, the original code for that game. Yeah. Um, and there were some other issues where they also... Uh, it was like license, licensing with music issues as well. Yeah. So, so I think just certain chunks of it, they, that game, they had to completely rebuild from scratch. Yeah. Um, but it looks very similar to the PC build in terms of like graphical fidelity and stuff. Yeah. And I do know that... I think... I forget who it was. Someone said that there are going to be some 
new audio tracks uh, to replace the ones that they couldn't use. Um, but it'll be, it'll be kind of interesting to see that game out again. Um, it, it is going to be weird to say, but Final Fantasy VIII is like pretty much one of my favorite ones. Just it was it holds like a place I used to play it on the PC actually, so like it's like really bring me back that you're saying that. But like well, the idea that I'm going to turn that game on and the music's going to be different is like something I can't handle. <laughs> not all of it. That's that's fair. That's not totally fair. Um, that happened. That happened with me actually recently with Super Meat Boy. I bought it on the Switch because it was on sale. Yep. And I was like, oh, I'll have it on the Switch. I love Super Meat Boy. And I turned the game on, and all the music's different. And it like I just turned it off. <laughs> that uh, that was me with uh, Okami when they did the HD like re master yeah. remake or whatever. But it wasn't until the very end when they used a different song in the end credits, and I was like, what is this? This is not my game. I did not just spend 40 hours to get this, which is a fine song. It's a pretty song. I like it, but it was so jarring. Well, and it was like right at the very end of the game. Uh, th- that's because uh, cl- they shuttered Closer, uh, Clover between Okami's release. Yeah, I and figured it had to, something to do with Clo- Clover uh, being shut down. It was it just with, hilarious it, to me. And with Final Fantasy VIII, I believe they can use all the tracks uh, made by Nobu, which is okay. most of it. I think there's a few okay. songs that, like the license, that they had like other talent on that the licenses lapsed, so they can't use that. I mean, I suppose we should finally move on and talk about the big one. Yeah. So please do. I I have no bearing on it because I was never a big FF Seven okay. guy. Like I never really got into it. All right. So before um, before we dive into yeah. huge hype on on Seven, so I've already pre-ordered my deluxe edition. Okay. I'm not buying the collector's edition because it's something like 300 bucks, even though it has a really cool cloud on a motorcycle statue. Um, I do not trust their release date of March 3rd at all. Um, if it actually comes out on March 3rd, I will be shocked and amazed. My one worry is it, the combat system feels very um, it gives me a very strong Kingdom Hearts vibes yep and I'm not sure how that's really going to work with a lot of the other mechanics that were already in 7 because it looks kind of like Frankensteined um, the combat scenes we've seen also look visually very visually busy like like that was one of my big problems with Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, was just how like like there's like there's all these particle effects and characters like moving around doing their own stuff at the whole time. It's it's kind of disorienting, and it also looks like stuff like limit breaks kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, like like in the original game, limit breaks were these big things you got to pull off. Or, and like, ditto summons. We haven't seen any summons yet, but summons were, you know, these big, long FMVs. I'm looking at you, Knights of the Round, with your ludicrously long FMV. Um, that's, that's like, my one kind of concern, is I'm worried they're going to throw too much stuff on top of it. No, that's, that's totally legit. I, you're not yeah. the only person I've seen mention that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm also worried that they'll, like, super orchestra up a lot of the music when a lot of the music work in Final Fantasy VII worked really well because of its simplicity. You know, like 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 Eris's theme, which was just that slow, sort of somber piano. I'm worried they'll throw a whole bunch of other shit on top of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if you want to do, like, a super awesome heavy metal version of Those Who Fight and Those Who Fight Further, I am all for that. Like, that should go full-on butt rock, in my opinion, but there are definitely some songs that should be left, like, simple and quiet and poignant. I have... I have faith that it'll be at least... Here's the thing about it. I think no matter how it ends up, people are, are going to go ape shit for it. And yeah. it's going to be really amazing for some people and not amazing for others. And yeah. I I think we just all have to come to terms with that. That it's going I to mean, be I mean, it seems like it's such an ambitious project that it oh, yeah. honestly shocks me that we have a release date. Right? Like, like at that, all. Like, like I said, I don't trust that release date in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Now that that's out of the way... I'm going to just hold on, hold on. Just I gotta undo my hype limiter here. Hold on, <clears throat> dude. We got to see more Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> oh my god! Tifa's oh. muscle, muscles weren't oh. big enough. Oh, oh my god! Like, oh, Midgard looks so good. Like, like if we finally got to see that. Like, this. like we finally got to see that. Like you know, big panning shot of. Like, oh, that shot was amazing, stuff. Dan. Like, it is. Oh, it yeah. is worth yeah. sitting through that conference, even for just that big panning city shot. It's oh amazing. Oh my god, it's so oh, good. I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I played seven. I, I you know, I, I'm familiar with it. You know, I was just thinking, I'm, I'm probably a hundred steps back on this one. Like this was probably discussed five years ago, but like, are people talking about like, is, isn't there a scene in the game where like? Cloud dresses up like a girl. Yes. Okay. Yes, there is. And we have been assured that that scene will remain in the remake. <laughs> Yay! <Okay>. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. That's oh. the one thing I, I... I mean, I'm glad that scene got confirmed, but there's all these sort of, like, other goofy little bits in the game that I hope can still yes. somehow make it through. Yes. Which there's, I definitely there's... feel like a lot of this, a lot of those scenes got away with it because of the right. PlayStation's graphics back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's also so, really bad localization, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, there was. Um, but but <laughs> the other important thing is that is that Final Fantasy VII is really a downer story, and those sort of like goofy, wacky, fun moments, like going on a date with Barrett in in Gold Saucer, for example, is one of the people you can do that date with. Are these really important sort of moments of levity that keep it from being just this big, depressing like downward spiral. Um, I I will say I think the new uh, combat system really suits Tifa. Oh yeah, she looks like she's going to be a whole lot lot of fun fun to play. play. Oh yeah. Um, It does also look like they're throwing a lot more Sephiroth in much earlier. Not entirely sure how I feel about that. Oh no, he's hot! Oh yeah! <laughs> um, there's that. I, I, I'm, I'm very much guessing that the first game, because they've already said it's going to be episodic, 
Um, if anything else comes after the first game, knowing knowing Square Enix's inability to get shit done, um, will probably only be the span of the original game that took place in Midgard. Yeah, I think that's like, what they everything they've been saying with that is like yeah. this. This whole first chunk is Midgard, right? Wait, it's like, it's not, wow, it's not even the whole thing. damn. Which makes sense that that it would that the first game would end like if when you get out of Midgard, that would be a good stopping point, I think. Um, it's not even the whole thing. No, no, it's what? two no. discs, and I don't think it's the whole thing. No. What the fuck? So remember, remember <laughs> then, that, then, when when Final Fantasy VII first came out, it was over four discs. Yeah, total. but it was one game you bought by itself and played. Right, you, but but in 1998 or six or whatever it came out. Yeah, but Dan, this is also Square Enix who can't actually get shit done. <laughs> if we waited for them to make the whole thing, you know how long we waited for for Kingdom Hearts three. I do. That would Too be long. nothing, nothing compared to the wait for them to do all of Final Fantasy seven and release it all at once. Not to mention the fact that it would probably release over the span of multiple console generations, <laughs> which would only delay things more. Like, like you know, I'm, I'm just going to shut up and be happy that I'm getting some Final Fantasy VII remake, and I'm okay with it only going as far as Midgar, in the hopes that more of that game eventually comes out. Yeah, and I'm thinking, like, if this is successful, I would love to see Final Fantasy VI. Um, done in this way. That'd be pretty cool, I think. Well, the problem therein, though, is that Final up to... Uh, so Final Fantasy VII was the first one on Sony. Ah, uh, And Final okay. Fantasy games before that were all on Nintendo consoles. Got it. That, I think, is where the problem lies therein. Got it. Also, not as many people fucking wank over Final Fantasy 5 and 6. Which is a shame, because those games are really good. But Final Fantasy 7 was the biggest wank fest in modern history? <laughs> I mean, just look at him. He's so hot. He's so hot. I'm talking about Sephiroth. <laughs> and Barrett. Uh, well, I'm also, glad you all are excited for this. Also, <laughs> Can, can we talk about how they waifu'd up Biggs? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, this is a character we never saw in, like, a full cutscene before and only had blocky PS1 graphics, but she was always kind of a minor character in the grand scheme of things. But, man, they waifu'd her up, like, significantly. Uh, also, apparently, so, so here's what... So here's the thing is I've got these misgivings from what I have seen. There was playable demo for Final Fantasy VII on the floor at E3. Apparently, they have Biggs's voice actress recording additional dialogue specifically for the demo. Interesting. Huh. That like that like Biggs Biggs is the character who introduces the gameplay mechanics to you for got the it. demo at E3. So they are really really waifuing up Biggs. I mean, like, I'm really okay hard. with that. I'm totally okay with that. I'm super okay with that. I'm super okay with that. Um, and from the other thing I've heard, too, is that from people... So I have my misgivings from what I've seen. 
people who have had their hands on it at E3 have all unanimously said that it's fucking amazing. So That's good. That's good to hear. So I remain cautiously optimistic. Hence my purchase of a deluxe edition. <laughs> you capitalist fuckboy. Well, yeah, I mean, see. I was so I was going to buy the Final Fantasy VII remake regardless. It's the fucking remake of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> like like if only for the fact again, same ditto like Cyberpunk 2077, if only for the fact that I know we're going to talk about it. But like it's the fucking remake of Final Fantasy VII here, guys. Like come on. Uh, but my cautious optimism is reflected in my choice of getting the deluxe edition. Also, I want that soundtrack. Papa wants that soundtrack. All right, I I, I didn't. I, I was just looking through the announcements, like just to remind myself. I don't think there was anything for me personally in Square Enix that really lit me up. But were you too disappointed by the lack of Vagrant Story? Because I sure as hell was. I don't know if I've mentioned that already. Um, I was just. <laughs> Uh, there was just nothing there that I was like super into for some reason. No, um, that's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. Where's our remake of Valkyrie Profile? I just Vagrant it seemed like they first. were just Vagrant pumping out first. remaster, remaster yeah. after remaster, which is yeah. again really neat for all people who like all those mm-hmm. games. Some of them are ones I've barely touched or never touched, but I I kind of like that Squeenix was going that route. I feel like after Kingdom Hearts. Like almost all their efforts are focused on FF Seven, so they're like, we yeah. need something that's not quite as a big sort of meaty project to kind of like yeah. relax our brain muscles on. Let's just do yeah. some remasters. Yeah. Well, like I said, like I said, Square Enix is at a point where it is very hard for them to actually get anything done. Um, yeah. And also, again, like I said, I think this is. I think we're in one of those moments. Where they have pulled their head out of their mountain of cocaine and have gone, shit, shit, we're running low on cocaine. We need to get some stuff out there that we can make money. And hey, a remaster will do it. Yeah, a remaster will do it. Which and I think they made good choices about what they're remastering. Yeah. I think they're things that are unique enough that people who've never played them before will be interested in them, but liked enough that people who really love them will go oh my god it's the it's the thing oh my god it's the thing again like um, ff8 which is like kind of a weirdly maligned child of squeenix well, but it's also super loved by the people who love it it's not like nearly, me it's not nearly again. it's not nearly as maligned and forgotten as final fantasy 9 oh that's true final fantasy i like 9 the, yeah but no one mm, talks about 9 and like almost no one bought it was the issue. But like 9 is a great game but it's really like weirdly unloved by Square Enix. I feel like you could say that about almost every single like (laughs) uh, Final Fantasy like pre 13. Except except for except for what seven ten and maybe fifteen isn't that pretty much the case? For I don't everyone? know. There are a lot of people who really hated ten when ten first came out. Uh, yeah, uh, there I are people say- who have gone back and are like, "Oh my god, I love it! It's my favorite." It was personally my first one, so I think that's why I love it so much. Got it. Seven. 10. But I also really like twelve. 
don't know. I feel like if you're going to pick the ugly uh, redheaded stepchild of Final Fantasies, it's a toss-up between 9 and and 8 for me. Oh, Oh, 9 and 12. Okay. I would say 9 and 12. I really like 12 because 12 was basically Star Wars told in a Final Fantasy universe. I'm cool with that. Um... The, the I problem. just didn't, I just didn't enjoy playing Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> I mean, no. you didn't have to. Yeah. Play, <laughs> the game the game's playing itself. Anyways, but um, let's talk about Final Fantasy Thirteen, a game I truly enjoyed playing. You mean Final <laughs> Fan, Final Hallway? Yeah. Um, anyway, but anyways, the the big problem with Final Fantasy VIII was that Final Fantasy VIII came after seven, and people's expectations for eight were through the roof. And I think it didn't meet up pe- meet people's expectations. Yeah, I think that was the big problem people had with eight. Yeah, yep. but if you compare it to any other Final Fantasy, it's like amazing. Yeah, well, there, there was also the really weird like draw and install system. I love draw. I love the draw system. Bring it back, baby. I think just a lot of people didn't really like having to farm for spells. But uh, ah, I thought it was neat. Anyway. Yeah. Dan, you're you're the positive person this episode when Bear is not here. Yeah, you're pulling, you're pulling some weight. I'm like the I'm like the centrist of this episode yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, well, hold on, we still have to get to Devolver. Yeah, let's do that now. Yeah, I honestly don't remember Devolver because I f- put that on as I was getting ready for bed and fell asleep because I uh, go to bed at nine o'clock like an old lady, so, or whenever the heck it started airing. So, oh well, I go god. to bed at nine o'clock like an old lady too. So, 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 oh my god, part three of the Devolver trilogy, and I was not disappointed. Like the whole thing is one weird. Like it starts off with this weird long like RoboCop reference, and what? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say what I don't understand is not so much that shtick, but people's reaction to it. Because there are some people who are like, oh my god, I hate it so much, it's trying too hard to be edgy, blah blah blah. I'm like, like did you that's, watch the last that's two? Kind of, that's kind of the point. Yeah, that's Devolver's yeah. thing. Like, that's kind of the point. There's an actual, like, plot line to it. Like, sure, like, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. It, it feels, a lot of the criticism of it just feels like typical... Well, I don't like the thing, therefore it's dumb and stupid, and anybody who likes the thing is dumb and stupid, and not just, whatever happened to, I just don't like it because, as a perfectly suitable answer, that you don't have to justify on some, like, moral high ground. Yeah. I, on the other hand, fucking love everything they're doing. Um, oh my god. Uh, Devolver Bootleg? Yeah, that was pretty cool. cool. That looks awesome. Um... I can't. I can't wait to get my hands into that. They're putting out an actual arcade machine. They're yep. putting out an actual physical arcade machine you can order and buy. Oh, I just. Oh my god! I really hope that comes out, and I really hope that like the um, that the actual arcades we have here in New England yep. each get one, because That'd oh be my fun. god, that yep. would be awesome. My friend, what a great way to promote their brand, you know what I mean? Like, right? have that in arcades. Oh, yeah. So, the the one thing I'll say about Devolver, which it, it struck me when I was watching the previews for the games that are coming out this year, is that, like, whether or not the game ends up being good or, like, 
I end up enjoying it. Like every time they have a, a game announcement, I'm like intrigued to, oh, to yeah. some degree. I'm like, okay, this is something I could get behind. Like this is something really interesting. They, um, like even that game Carrion looks mm-hmm. really cool. That looked that looks so cool. Delightfully gory as hell, and I yeah. love it. It's a reverse horror game. Yeah, you are the terrifying eldritch abomination. Yeah. Um, that that looks super cool. Uh, my friend Pedro is coming out. I think by the end of the month. Yeah, soon. Yep. And I can't wait for the bullet ballet. That that looks like it's just going to be. It, it looks like it's going to be one of those games where every so often you'll do something ridiculously awesome and you'll just go, oh my god, that was so cool. Oh. Devolver just always seems like they're having fun, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's nice to not just see another awkward, like, you know, guy in an ill-fitted blazer and video game t-shirt standing yeah. on the yeah. stage. Yeah. It's- or, like, especially next to, like, woman who is clearly overdressed because <coughs> misogyny, but, you know. They're, they're, they're clearly having fun. They've really got their finger on the counterculture side of things. I really don't understand why Suda didn't partner with them. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's odd. Because I, I, like, we, we know Suda loves Devolver games. Um, especially Hotline Miami. It's... Yep. It's it's really weird that they haven't like fully teamed up yet because I feel like that would probably be a really good match. I do hope that actually now that I'm yeah that's fair. I do hope that when No More Heroes three comes out, all those like indie developer T shirts are in No More Heroes three because I really I will say as many problems I have with Travis Strikes Back or Travis Strikes Again whatever it's called having I love those those T shirts having those T shirts was great even though you basically never get to see them. I, I wear the Had a Full Boyfriend t-shirt and only that t-shirt. I think I gave, um, I think I think I gave Batman the uh, Mother Russia Bleeds one. And oh, that's kept, a good one. Yeah, and then I kept changing out the ones for um, for Travis as I kept getting them. Uh, though I was I was rocking the super hot one for a while. Super hot. Uh, I've also, I also got the season pass for that game and I've played both extra campaigns. So you, there are now four playable characters, all of whom play kind of differently. And that's mm, actually okay. really neat. Um, I was going to ask, how does Shinobu play? Because that was the one I was most interested in. She's So Shinobu is very uh, high risk, high reward. Oh, okay. But she has some, like... Un- so each character also has unique chip abilities. Oh, so okay, there, cool. So there are abilities that only Shinobu and only Bad Girl can use. Uh, the ones I found for Shinobu thus far are, if I recall, um, fairly like defensive mobility based. So it's kind of like like dodge rolls and stuff. So yeah, so she's she's kind of high risk, high reward, and Batgirl is kind of more of a tank. Oh, okay, cool. I wouldn't have guessed that. That's neat. I guess the game needed that, though, yeah. in terms of characters to add. Yep. Because Travis was more... Um, Travis was more offensive and lower health. Batman was higher health, uh, more defense. Or higher health, lower attack. And then Shinobu is kind of like Travis, 
cranked to 11 because she's Travis's student. And then Bad Girl is kind of like Batman, cranked to 11. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, but anywho, Devolver. Devolver. Any other Devolver things people wanted to bring up? Uh, no, I just feel bad that I can't remember any specific games except well, for Carrion. we pretty much talked about them all. I mean, they're yeah. not... They there don't really have that lot. much. The, yeah. the only thing they didn't talk about was Metal Wolf Chaos XD. <laughs> I know. I'm bummed about that, too. Uh, they have announced that they will have more news. So, so by the time this episode comes out, they will probably have announced more stuff about Metal Wolf Chaos XD. What are you saying, Tristan? You think I'm not going to like immediately edit this and post it tonight? Because no. I am. <laughs> no, no, no. They said no because Devolver said like in a tweet that they'll have more information on Metal Wolf Chaos XD like within a week of E3 ending. Yeah. So if I edit it tonight and post it, I'm racing this, dude. I'm racing against that. Oh snap! All right, cool. So that's that's your deadline, we're... Dan. Yeah. Oh, Quick, so, I hope your computer doesn't die. Yep. Yeah, I, I just smashed the save button furiously. <laughs> um, uh, speak, speaking of which, supposedly uh, supposedly Capcom's going to have more uh, Devil May Cry 5 news before we get a Devil May Cry 5 episode out. Mm. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, that's not working. No? Uh, Alright, fine. We don't actually we have do a, one. We don't actually have a Devil May 5. Fu- Cry 5 podcast recorded yet, even though I am sitting here in my new swanky, officially licensed Dante coat. Nice. Yeah. Oh, also today, uh, so Volante Design, who, if you've been to any convention, you've probably seen their stuff. They made the actually really cool uh, Assassin's Creed coats. The guys who made this uh, just today announced their uh, Kratos coat. Oh, nice. It looks really cool. looks really cool. Um, I will say the white and red, it, not my style, but the black and red looks sick. I just, I just really, nice. I just really love my new coat. It actually fits. It's super comfy. I can fold up the sleeves. Really cool. It's got the high collar. So, oh, it's so cool. I love it. I love it so much. It's a really I'm shame. happy. It's, I'm happy for you. It's really a shame. This is an audio only podcast. I mean, I, it wouldn't be a podcast. Uh, never mind. I'm being a butt. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to be like, it wouldn't be a podcast if there was a visual aspect to it. Her, 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 her. <laughs> no, they do, people um, do video podcasts. It's totally a thing. Weirdos do. Yeah. I'm. Yes. I'm right <laughs> you're here. a weirdo, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, your point. So what else we got, Dan? Just Ubisoft left, because I only have two things from Ubisoft I want to mention. Go, well, because they only revealed like two things: Skatebird and Roller Champions. That's all I cared about from Ubisoft this year. <laughs> yes, um, I thought it was interesting that they're doing a their thing, like their game store, game pass thing now, too. You play something or other. Yeah. Oh, not you play, please. You God. play plus, you play plus game subscription service, fifteen dollars oh. a month. Cause you play is such garbage. Um, that gods and monsters game looks a lot like Zelda Breath of the Wild. 
and they won't stop fucking advertising it on YouTube for me. It's nice. getting really annoying. The algorithm is watching you, Tristan. Yeah? The algorithm, the algorithm knows. Watch this. Uh, 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 you like that? You like that? Yeah? No? I didn't think so. Fuck you, Google. Fuck you, YouTube. There was that odd, like, Assassin's Creed build-your-own-story thing that I didn't quite understand, but I'm so out of the loop with Ass Creed yeah. at this point that I just kind of don't care. Everyone's out of the loop on Ass Creed, and I don't think anyone understands what the hell's going on with that thing. Ugh. Awesome. Well, those are all the conferences I had. Is there? Woohoo! Are there, are there, are there, we did there, it! Yeah, woo! Um, are there any... Um, oh, by the way... In my backyard right now, there's an absolute rager. I'm pretty sure the people from the Fallout 76 presser are over there. <laughs> I, I apologize in advance to the listeners, yeah, so, if that gets picked up. So I can tell you that... You know who else from... is having an absolute rager? My man! <laughs> you know who else is having an absolute rager? My pants! <laughs> it's actually a serious medical condition. <laughs> Good um, lord. But, um... Uh, what I can tell you, Dan, is that at least, at least from what we have here through uh, the chat, I can't hear anything. So you can't hear anything from the rager. I mean, oh, okay, good, um, awesome. Uh, I was gonna say you've been re- you've been reacting to us the whole time. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, uh, are we next gonna have lines. to have Dan do uh, some more audio wizardry? Nope, 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 nope. Your next line is going to be never again. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess we'll close if that's cool. Like with yeah. what, like a couple of things from each of us that we're like really looking forward to now or excited yeah. about. Uh, coming out of it, so we'll get to start with you, Allie. What's going on? Animal Crossing! Animal Crossing! Let me fight Tom Nook on an airplane. <laughs> Let me toss his lifeless body out the cockpit oh. into the ocean. Oh, supposedly uh, Mr. Rossetti is now unemployed. <gasps> oh, no. No! Because, I have because, a Mr. Rossetti t-shirt somewhere. Because you no longer need him as a save point. Oh. That's sad. Uh, what else? Uh, all the Zelda stuff, very exciting. Yep. Uh, Ghostwire, very spooky. Yep, very spooky. Uh, oh, I guess I, we forgot to mention, they weren't really at E3, but this week of E3 we got a release date for Death Stranding. Yep. Very yes. excited for whatever the hell that's going to be. Yep. Uh, oh, God. And There's so, so many so, things. I'm trying to think of the okay. highlights. So, 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 here's the thing we know about Death Stranding, right? Okay, so Hideo Kojima has spent the last however many years making games about snakes, right? Oh, no. This Death Stranding has ladders. We're entering God. the ladder period. Oh, God. This is the bad. This is the episode where Ali sings really badly and blows out your microphones <laughs> or your headsets and speakers. And I'm sorry, but yeah, Animal so, Crossing, all the Zelda stuff. Um, I just really liked the look and feel of a lot of the indie stuff from Microsoft. The Game Pass, yeah. which is cool because I've never owned an Xbox. I'd like to be able to play some of those things. Uh, I said Ghostwire already. Deathloop 
Again, Arcane makes weird stuff, and I'm excited. I, th- I think it was a pretty solid show overall. Um, I'm still kind of bummed that Sony didn't show up, but at the same time, if they want to save their money and use that for better, honestly, better resources and whatnot, kudos to them. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's basically it. For me, nice. at least. How about you, Tristan, Dan? Yeah, Tristan, I was going to say, I'm going to go next because I pretty much echo pretty much everything Ali said. Like, I, for me, it was Link's Awakening. looked exciting. I know I've seen it before, oh, but it was cool to see Link's it again. Awakening. I can't wait to play that game again. Same thing with Animal Crossing. Um, the ID games, the ID at Xbox, those are the indie games. I, that's like their technical term, I think, for them. I'm excited oh, okay. for those, too. Um, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, I'm excited for. So a lot of Switch stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Switch the is looking games. pretty strong this E3. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And then I can't help but note that, like, even though we don't really still know too, too much about it, like, Cyberpunk continues to be something that's heavily on my radar. And I don't know how it's going to match everybody's expectations, but I'm still excited for it. <laughs> oh, and No More Heroes 3. Sorry, yeah. real quick. How could I forget that? Tristan, what are you excited for coming out of E3? Well, probably I'm most excited. Excited. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely but, nothing. Except for Final Fantasy VII, Collector's Edition. Maybe, maybe, maybe no more Heroes 3. I don't know. Definitely um, not Doom. Yeah. Oh yeah, Doom. How could I forget fucking Doom? How the hell did I forget that in my... Yes, I'm looking forward to Doom I think Doom we touched well. upon it briefly. We did. we did. No, no, I'm just saying how could I have forgotten that that's what I'm excited for coming Well, see, out that's of- what I'm feeling right now is, oh god, what did I forget? Right? Farewell, Wallet. We hardly knew ye. Um, so I'm looking forward to No More Heroes 3 when it eventually comes out. I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I'm looking forward to solving crimes with my stand in Astral Chain. Uh, looking forward to slaughtering some demons in what will probably be the last Bethesda game I buy. <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff coming. Um, what I'm... Pr- what I'm most excited for immediately is probably going to be uh, my friend Pedro. What was that? Oh, my friend Pedro. Okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's coming out like this week. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, there's a lot of June stuff coming out that's exciting. Like, I think I'm going to finally check out Necrodancer. And then that. Oh yeah, Zelda Cadence of Hyrule spin-off. came out yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And um, Super Mario Maker Two comes out in like a week. I'm excited for that. Even though you can't really play with friends? No, you can now. They patched it in. Oh, thank God. Yay! Yeah, they, heard, they, they heard your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will definitely be picking up Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, it comes out on my birthday. Oh, does it? Yeah, oh, it, it legitimately cool. comes out on my birthday. So, it can't be all bad! <laughs> no, I guess not. I guess not. For sure, it's a birthday with me, because as far as I'm aware, I'm the only actual human being on the planet, because you know philosophy and not being able to experience another person's cognition. But that's neither here nor there. Anywho, awesome. All right, cool. Does anybody want to promote anything? I. Sorry, I think... real quick pause. My cat is okay. on a shelf. She should not be on. Ooh. I have to go okay. fetch her. Bad kitty. Do it. Kitty. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> Oh, Kitty, what are you doing? I think I think we promoted down, enough stuff <laughs> this down. this episode. Yeah. I have to kick you out. No goodbye. 
I even got a chance to plug plug Volante Design, so... You are not being good. Yeah, I'll just plug our site, spoilermedia.net, where you can find the spoiler cast. You can also find us on Spotify and iTunes, which is super cool. We may have a YouTube channel in the future at some point soon. Maybe. Yep, yep. Allie, did you want to promote anything before we... Uh, Just the huge, my Twitter, it's twitter.com slash... Hey Linda, Linda, H E Y L Y N N D A L Y N N D A. Check out deathblossoms.gg, which is my all ladies and lady leaning folks Overwatch clan. That's that. Awesome. Until next time, it's been real, y'all. Glad to glad we could connect on this Friday night and yeah, burn the, burn the Friday night oil and talk some E three. It's exciting. Felt very good. I'm glad y'all yes. responded to my hasty oh, message yeah. of please E3. Yes, yes. We would never miss an E3, so here we are. Yay! All right. Till next time. Take care, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.